Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the I Genuinely podcast. This week is a husband takeover week, so you won't be hearing from Megan. You'll be hearing from me, uh, but Megan will be back next week. For those of you who don't know, I'm Alex, and I'll be your host for for today's episode. Uh, Really excited to be here, and uh, I know that Megan has wanted me on for a little while, um, and so we are doing it today. Uh, You'll be hearing from me exclusively. Like I said, it's a husband takeover. This is my first attempt at doing a podcast all by myself solo, Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, We'll jump right in with our life updates. We are getting a puppy this weekend, so that's going to be really, really awesome. We're going to be going out of state to get him. Uh, He is a golden retriever, and we are really excited to bring him home. We spent this past weekend uh, prepping and and ordering things fervently on Amazon. Uh, so we ordered all kinds of things. Things have been showing up to our door like every day. It's one of those things we think we're ready, but we probably aren't. There's always going to be things you're you're never ready. Uh, but we're just going to go with it. We're going to jump right in and and, and enjoy uh, him as a new addition to our family. Really excited. Again, it's going to be so much fun. Lots of lots of training and different things, but it'll be so worth it. Uh, he's going to be a really, really fun addition to our, our little family. Similar to last week, Megan uh, talked about dating and tips and advice and, and, you know, how complicated dating is in 2022. Um, from, from her perspective, similarly, I will be doing the same thing, uh, speaking from my perspective and, and my my experience. I'm basically a dating veteran, dated for for about ten years uh, before before marrying Megan uh, a couple of months ago. So uh, I'm basically uh, I know it all. I'm just kidding. I don't. But uh, but I, I did learn a lot, and, and I learned what not to do and what not to do. And I hope that I can share a little bit of that with you today. I had several relationships before meeting Megan and each one was different, learned different things from, from, from them. Um, like I said, some positive, some negative, some I like, some I didn't. Uh, and just, you know, I learned a lot more about myself and what I liked and what I didn't like and what I wanted. And, and I think that that helped lead me to, to Megan and, uh, and know that she was the person that I wanted to marry. So, I was in three official relationships before meeting Megan, and I was in several. Uh, I went on several other dates with with other uh, other ladies, and uh, and so it was a, uh, you know. I think that 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 was a. Each one helped me learn a different aspect of myself that. I didn't know before and and also what I wanted. And so everything led me to, to Megan. I think some of the takeaways were just like, don't let um, anyone push you or rush you. If you're, if you're not ready or you want to go at your own pace, let that be the pace that you go at it. Let that be the one that's comfortable for you. And, and, you know, don't let anyone tell you how you should or shouldn't do it. Whatever's comfortable for you is right. 
And so don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I think that um, being able to freely express your emotions, your opinions, and your feelings is, is very important. I learned that from one of the relationships that I was in that, you know, I, I think I didn't do that. And I realized after the fact that I really should have. Um, and so I think I suppressed a lot of feelings and thoughts that I that I tried to put down and, and say, oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. Because I honestly think that a trap that I fell into in previous relationships was always putting uh, always putting my girlfriend because those were you know uh, obviously previous relationships so girlfriends at the time putting them you know ahead of myself oh always wanting to do that and that's great but if you don't take care of yourself you eventually can't put them first and so I think that you have to be able to do that in order to fundamentally understand yourself and 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 not get frustrated and internalize everything because it's way more free, it's way more liberating, and it's just way more pleasant when when you're able to openly and effectively communicate with your partner. I think that's so important, and I, you know, I tried to do that in, in my marriage with Megan, and we, I think it's worked very, very well for us. You know, obviously, sometimes it's tough conversations, but honestly, those are the conversations that are the most uh, worthwhile having. So I think that's one thing that I learned from from uh, one of those relationships. And, and I think that, um, you know, I don't think that you should ever settle. Well, this person is good enough. Um, and I, I didn't do that, but just make sure that you don't fall into that trap. Um, like I said, I, I, every person I dated, I dated, uh, with the intent of marriage. I wasn't for playing, playing games and, and just dating for fun. I think that if you're just dating for fun, you should just go to activities and events as friends. I mean, I, I, if you're, but if you're dating, you should date with the, with the intention and purpose of marriage and i think when you have that end goal in mind as long as the other person also has that end goal in mind uh you're both headed in the same direction um i do i will say that you know when you're heading the same direction it makes life so much easier you're you're moving forward together i think moving forward is is the right term you know looking back you don't want to look back or dwell in the past sure you can learn from it you can grow from it and definitely it shapes you uh your experiences and and different things from the past shape who you are today but don't dwell on that don't get caught up in previous happenings if you let previous happenings uh if you if you let that affect you it, it might affect your ability to live in the present and you might miss a moment that that you really wish you would have had so I think that I know that that has definitely happened for me before. So, you know, don't dwell in the past. Always move forward. It's something that Megan and I try to to do in our marriage. And, you know, we have had conversations about 
our previous relationships, but you know, cause we're open with each other and we, and we want to fully know each other. And that's one way we can do that is, is by sharing stories and, and everything, but we also don't dwell on it. And we, we want to move forward together. We think the life that we have together ahead of us is better than the life we've had in the past. And we want to make sure that we just get better each day and, and grow closer to each other. And so, you know, we don't, we don't dwell on the past. We think our future is brighter than, than our past. And we're, we're, we're running towards it together, obviously with, uh, with the Lord as well. So, you know, there was a lot there, but I think that it's good. And like I just mentioned, you know, it isn't just us together. Uh, the, you know, we, we try to include God in, in, in our, our whole relationship and, I think that that is a, is a very critical component because when you don't have that uh, vertical relationship figured out, it's much harder to have uh, a horizontal relationship with a with a Spartan with a partner, a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. So I think that you know that's such a focus, and we try to make that a priority as well. I think it's 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 very important, and I think it also helps you with perspective. I think that. Um, you know, our relationship, viewing it through a uh, Christ-centered lens just puts everything into perspective as to what's important and what's not important and why it matters and and why, you know, Megan as my wife matters to me and why I love her and what I'm called to do and to serve her and to love her and respect her and do all of those things. I think that you know, uh, that's biblically modeled. And I think that using that as a lens, it, it just makes sure that you, if you strive to do that, you, you really can't go wrong. Sure, there might be, we might have our moments and we might have times where, you know, uh, we, we, we forget briefly, uh, momentarily, but at the end of the day, we know where we stand on each other and we know uh, how we feel about each other. And, and I think that that's just so important. So I will say, you know, I just mentioned thinking and feeling and, and different things. Love is an action. So as we talk more about different dating, some of the red flags and green flags or things that you should look for and what, how, how do you know if a date goes well? Like, just remember that, you know, love can take time, you know, obviously, you know, you occasionally hear the, 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 the hallmark stories of somebody saying, I love you on like a first date or very, very early on. But, you know, that's what dating is for, trying to, to figure out if you are compatible with someone, if you're their person and if they are your person and, and. And I think that, that there's nothing wrong with that if it takes time. Like I said earlier, you know, go at your own pace. Don't let anyone control you and tell you what you should and shouldn't do. Um, but but love is an action. And so, you know, it takes work. It takes practice. And I think that's super important to to think about with when you're thinking about green flags and red flags and and what you're looking for, because uh, it's always a choice. And if that person's not choosing 
while they have the choice, while you're still dating, do you think that person's going to uh, uh, follow through on those choices when when you're when you're married? So I think that you know you always want to keep that in perspective. Like love is an action, and you have to choose it every day, and it's not a feeling. Um, it's 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 something you get to do. It's not a have to do. It's something that you should eagerly always want to do because um, you care so much for your 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 boyfriend, your girlfriend, your your spouse that that you you feel like it's a get to and not a have to. And and when you do that, no matter how you feel you will do it uh, because you're choosing in that moment to choose love. And you might not be feeling that way. You know, maybe you had a bad day at work or maybe, you know, you got into a disagreement, you got into conflict. But if you always conscientiously make that choice, you can never go wrong. So, you know, when I talk about that choice and, and different things, I mentioned red flags for me. Um, you know, I, I think that there's several things. What are some things that you should look for in a guy? Um, that, you know, that's something that Megan wanted me to touch on. So, you know, look, ladies, look for a guy who holds the door open for you uh, on your car, at restaurants. Um, when you go on a date, like make sure that he's focused on you and make sure that he opens your door. And, and cares for you and puts you first, make sure he's, you know, walking on the, on the side closest to the cars. If you're on the sidewalk, you know, be aware, like he, if he's dating you, he should want to do those things because he cares about you. Um, you know, for me, like when I was dating Megan, it was, a, it was like, the immediate thought, like, I was like, Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that because I wanted to impress her so much. And so I would always do those things. Uh, I still do them. And, and I, I don't think I'll ever not do them. I always try to open her door. Sometimes it's a race around the car. Um, because I'm always trying to, to get to her door before she does. And I, I want to make sure that I do that for him because it's always, it's, it's about that intentionality. And, and I, it's, it's, it's a small action. It's a small thing, but it shows that I care enough to put her first and that I remember and care enough to think about her and her needs in addition to my own. So, you know, other things, if you're, you're on a first date uh, to look for, um, you know, does, does he, does she tip well? I think that that is a, um, a good indicator. How do they treat the wait staff? How do they treat, um, you know, the, 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 the manager when they come up to your table, how do they treat the, the, um, you know, anybody that you may come into contact with on, you know, any of the first dates that you may go to, you know, the, the barista, how do they treat, um, anybody that you may come in contact with on your first date. So I think that you can learn a lot from someone with how they interact with others. So, you know, 
obviously it's just you and him or her uh, on the first date. Uh, I, I would say don't take other people. If you're really trying to date, uh, it doesn't need to be a group date. Sure, you can spend time with each other in a group setting, and that's how you can get to know each other better. But but call it what it is. Let's call it a date. Let's spend time one on one. Let's see. Let's figure this out. Let's see if if we are supposed to be together. Let's see if we think that we are compatible. Let's see if we think that we could do this thing called marriage and life together forever. So, you know, you want to get that alone time. I think that's really important. And I think it's really important to outline those expectations up front. And so I think that's one thing, uh, like good first date options. I, I think, I think going to a restaurant, I think going to somewhere where you can talk, maybe, maybe going to like, uh, a park or a bowling alley or, or, you know, going to a coffee shop, um, something maybe a little more casual. It can be a restaurant. It can be, it can be nice, but I wouldn't go any anywhere super fancy where there's a lot of pressure. Um, something just, you know, definitely try to match the intensity of the person that you're 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 going to go on a date with. But I think that you should go somewhere definitely that you can talk. Like it's always funny that like the cliche is is like dinner and a movie. Well, dinner's great, but a movie you don't even get to talk. It's quiet. The lights are off and like you are watching the movie, like sure. Like, yeah, you can hold hands or whatever, but you know, I want to talk. Like I love talking, uh, ask Megan, uh, she'll say that I am never quiet. Um, and if I am, I'm probably asleep or, uh, you know, sick because I'm always making noise in and around the house. Um, so I, you know, I think that's super important. The only way you're going to learn about the other person is by talking, is through communication, through chatting. So I think that you need to find something that you can do there. Um, for me, some, some, you know, things to indicate that uh, are going well on a first date, like body language. I think that's a, a super important thing. Um, just be aware of, of your posture, be um, engage in the conversation. Don't be kind of withdrawn. Don't be sitting back, lean in and really pursue that, especially if you really like the person. Um, I, I think that girls, you know, let the guy come to you, let him be clear, let him make the first move. Like I, you know, was very blunt. I was very clear up front with Megan that I wanted to ask her on a date. Um, that's a story for, for another day, but uh, you know, I, I called it what it is. I said, Hey, I really like you. I want to take you on a date. And, and I just made my intentions clear and, you know, ladies, you can do that too. Um, but I, I think there's something chivalrous about, uh, about the guy making that move and showing that, um, that chase and showing that, He's willing to go out on a limb and 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 be like courageous, um, not knowing what your answer may or may not be to to ask you on a date. So you know, I I, I think that it's really important to be open and honest and upfront about what that is. 
Um, I think the first perfect time for a date to for a first date, especially is like a few hours, maybe like probably more than one. I, I think that's a little short, but maybe like two or three hours is a good amount of time for, for a first date. And, and then at the end of it, like, feel free to, to, to make your intentions clear. I told Megan, Hey, I really enjoyed this evening. It was lovely. I want to go on a second date with you. I made that very clear. And, and, and then we, we figured out what our second date would be, but we can figure that out later, but just, Hey, I think it went well. I really want to get to know you some more. I want to continue this. And, and no shame if, 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 it, if that's not the case, if you weren't feeling the same way, if the other person wasn't like, just be upfront about that as well before you, you know, after your first date, before your first date, just be open. Like, Hey, I want to come out. This is how I want to, to be adults here. And I want to treat each other as such. And, and so no matter what happens on our date, I still want to, you know, be cordial. I still think you're a really awesome person. And so no matter what happens with us dating or with us not dating, I want to be able to be pleasant around each other and be able to have that. And you don't want messy breakups. You don't want uh, ugly, ugly breakups and, 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 you know, just messiness. So, you know, be front upfront about that. Like every, whatever, make sure everybody handles it as, as an adult and, I think that that uh, goes a long way. Um, some other things uh, from looking at some of the questions that uh, that maybe Megan answered from her perspective and, and I should answer from mine is like, don't settle for a guy like, you know, you're allowed to be picky. Um, you know, if he doesn't have good hygiene, you know, maybe tell him or don't. But, you know, it's up to you. Um, you know, different things. Like if something is a turnoff for you or something is a red flag for you, like maybe, you know, uh, it, smoking is something that you don't like, or maybe, you know, there are certain habits that you don't like, or, you know, those are, you, that's your opinion and you're allowed to have that. And, you know, let those be flags. Like I said, I think for me, the the biggest thing is, is, like attitude. I want somebody who's positive, somebody who's upbeat. Uh, Megan is definitely those things. And, and so, you know, look for that energy, look for that. Um, you know, how do they, how do they react towards you? Are they, are they always trying to build you up or they are, they trying to tear you down? I, I don't, I think you want to be really careful with people who are very negative. I don't think that, that they are able to um, meet your needs and fill your, your, your energy and, and match you and really uplift you in the way that you deserve. So I think that that's something to be really careful of. I, um, I think that, uh, the, you know, dating, like it's, it's so hard y'all it's so hard to say like oh this is what i look for this is what i look for everybody is different everybody's looking for something different i would say like look for the big things look for character traits look for personality um you know obviously looks are important you want to be attracted to the person but they're not the most important thing is definitely the personality is definitely the the character the attitude the 
the you know the skills the you know and the and the energy and the the passion that they have for life and you know also something to look for is if they're spiritual or not you know i knew i wanted to date a a a christian woman and so i you know made sure that was a focus i would say that yeah you're allowed to like make a a checklist but don't make it so picky that no one's gonna meet it right like be reasonable and if they match the boxes especially the personality and are they christian and do they have good character are they up you know outstanding like those are the things that you want to look for and and those are the things that are non-negotiable and beyond that like Sure, everybody has their quirks. So I, w- I would say with those things, you can be a little more flexible. And, you know, maybe you wanted somebody who loves soccer, but you found somebody who loves football. Well, don't write them off because of that. Um, but, but you know, just, you know, be picky on main things, on big things, on non-negotiable things. Uh, beyond that, and, you know, it's good to be different. Megan and I are way different in a lot of areas. And I think that that is great because it complements each other. And I think that it is uh, really powerful and it helps us, you know, talk about things. I can learn from her. She can learn from me. From me. If we were identical people, I, I think it'd be kind of boring. Um, so I think that's really important. And I think that that is a, a good thing as well. Um, last question I, I kind of have drafted up here is like, when does a guy know he wants to propose? It's so hard. I think it's just uh, when you know, you know. Uh, and I, I can't explain it. When when you feel a certain way about a a woman, it you can't hold it back. And I think that's when you know. I, like it's so hard to describe. Like I, I can't say that there's a timeline on it. Um. For me, I knew a while before I proposed um, to Megan, honestly, um, and then it took me a while to to figure out logistics and how to ask her parents. Wow, that's a whole another story uh, for another podcast. But how to ask for her her parents for her hand in marriage, and you know, all these different things. But I think that a good dating timeline is honestly date through all the seasons. People are different in different seasons. People have different likes and, and passions and interests at different times of year. And, and people may like react and, you know, handle things differently in the summer than they do in the winter when there's way less sunlight out. And, and so I think dating, uh, in all seasons, and some of that could be engagement. Um, we kind of went through, uh, all seasons kind of twice. We, from, from dating until marriage. So, um, you know, we started dating in, in, in the fall of 2019, but right before COVID and then all through COVID and then got married, uh, the end of last year. So a a little over two years. So we went through all seasons twice. Uh, I don't think that's a hard and fast rule, but I think it's helpful. And so I think those are just things that are important. And, you know, I hope that I was able to, to speak, uh, a little bit um, today. I know I was all over the place. I had an outline, but I kind of just wanted to speak off the cuff and really speak about my uh, experiences and thoughts and feelings. Uh, hopefully it was helpful and 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 I'm sure Megan and I can pr- provide more advice and, and tips and different things we've learned 
uh, as we as we release more episodes on on Megan's podcast here. So um, we're excited to have you back, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll be excited to continue to share life life updates with you guys. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to give it a rating or leave a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And uh, Megan will be back. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.